Ready Check Radio. Stand by as we get ready to serve up all your news this week in the world of gaming. Welcome to Gaming Gumbo. Why, hello, 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 Internet. It is Saturday. It is 7 p.m. Eastern. That means here on Ready Check Radio, it's time for Gaming Gumbo, your weekly gaming wrap-up show. I'm your host, Mike Byrne. As always, Magic Man. And yes, we've got this week, we've got next week, and then we'll be off for two weeks while everybody celebrates their respective holidays. Happy Hanukkah already started. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Kwanzaa. Whatever you're celebrating, do it with loved ones. Have fun. Peace on Earth. All that good stuff. But for the next hour, we're going to totally trash a Game Awards show. Um, If you're listening on YouTube, uh, watching on YouTube, or on Ready Check Radio, listening on iTunes, Spotify, Audible, any of the podcast platforms, thank you so much. Very much appreciated. Give it a like, a thumbs up, a subscribe, turn on notifications, and most importantly, comment. Feed those algorithms, because this is episode 103, 104 next week, and then we'll see you in January when the Relic Grind will also resume as soon as Tarkot's schedule after his training, waiting for his other place, new job, all that stuff. We'll be back in January with that show, too. But for today, joining me to go over all kinds of fun stuff, we've got Mr. Dom Greco. What's up, Dom? Yep, Dom, not allowed to talk for about the next hour, so we'll go to Yod, resident artist of Ready Check Radio. What's up, Yod? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I, to be fair, he's him. just respecting a friend's wishes. I, you know, I did. I didn't I did. expect him not to actually talk. I, I mean, it's dumb. Him, how, how do you expect him not to talk? Yeah, he's. I mean, he's our correspondent in the field, live from the Game Awards. <laughs> right there, they don't let you wear hats indoors. So I thought he got a haircut really today. Is probably that was about nine months ago, but uh, uh, <laughs> he's just been wearing a hat since then. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Well, we'll yeah. see what he has to say a little bit later. How are you doing, Yad? Um, I'm okay. I've been working on this webcomic thing we launched a few weeks ago. Yeah, how's that going? I saw uh, some more went up. Yeah, um, we, we, we update every Friday. Um, the, it is at the web address otakudomecomic.com. Might have to spell that somewhere, but <laughs> <laughs> right now, that's all you get. <laughs> A little webcomic about going to conventions and stuff like that, and being a fanboy and fangirl or fan people, whatever you want to call yourself. Um, fan person. Fan person. Back in my day, we were otaku if we liked anime. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what we go by. Oh. <laughs> well, it's like um, the, the whole Trekkie Trekker thing, right? Right, right. It, it it all depends on when and where and all that stuff. I'm a Trekkie. Deal with it. I like. I don't. I don't care. We were all Trekkies yeah, back by, in the day. We can all be Trekkies now. Shut up. I go by Trekkie too, but yeah. So working on that, I even forgot that I was supposed to be doing something for you, which I'll get to. Right after this page, this panel of 40 some odd people I'm doing. <laughs> no problem. Not a problem at all. Well, I mean, we are going to talk the Game Awards there with Dom on the scene, uh, hanging with Jeff Keighley, getting the inside scoop, I'm sure. It's totally not a virtual background at all. Don't worry about it. He's legitimately there. 
Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. we totally. we have predictions to go through. Yod did supply his post show after uh, last week's show or the week before when we did the predictions uh, with Dom and Troy. Yod gave me his chat. I still have yours as well. I will say this: there is a clear winner. There is no tie. <laughs> there is no tie. Well, okay. first place has no tie. Everybody else is in second. <laughs> Wow. Damn. Wow, that's incredible. Including okay. chat and their predictions. I just, I just realized that like all the podcast only audio listeners didn't understand the bit at the beginning of the show at all, but it's fine. No, no, not at all. In fact, they couldn't see there was a bit. They were like, oh, you just leave. if you're listening to this and you're still at this point, you're probably like, man, they need to fix his audio. He's muted. That means they need to go to YouTube and watch the video to beat the algorithm. Or just head on over to readycheckradio.com. Site's right there. Even if you misspell it, you'll be fine. All the socials are there. You can follow everywhere you need to from there. Uh, So we did some Christmas shopping today before we get started with the show. Like the wife and I went out and did picked up a few of those smaller things, right? For the kids and different family members and stuff. Uh, and when we came out of uh, one or two of the places, she said, hey, do you want to stop at GameStop and get a new Super Mario Wonder? Now, you might be, if you know, when you were on the show a couple weeks ago, you know I already own Super Mario Wonder. I was mm-hmm. on World 4 or 5 at the time. Oh, I'm no. still on World 4 or 5 at this <laughs> oh, time. No. What happened? So while Torchwick was home for Thanksgiving... That weekend, uh, or I think it was Thanksgiving night, maybe? Um, <laughs> no, it was one of the nights, whatever. Uh, my oldest son and his girlfriend were here. My daughter was here, and Torchwick was here. And all four of them were in the living room playing Mario Kart. And they had taken Mario Wonder out of the Switch. The Mario Kart box was put on the end table. The Mario Wonder cartridge was put on top of said box. Oh, no. A day or two later, uh, I come upstairs in the morning there after I've done like, you know, an hour or two of conference calls first thing in the morning, and I see the Mario Wonder cartridge on the floor in the living room. Mm. And I pick it up, and it's got holes in it. Because Mickey, our dash hound, decided he was going to get up on the end table via the couch and eat the cartridge. However, as we all know, the paper tastes like ass. So he got a few bites and then spit it out. And I was like, this fucking thing better work. Like, these holes weren't punched all the way through, but there were a lot of them. I'm like, this This thing better work. So I go to the Switch, and I take out Mario Kart, pop it in. Nope, it's not reading. So here's a picture of my uh, Super Mario Wonder. Uh, gave it a... <laughs> put it in its box, which now is its coffin. Did you bury it in the <laughs> it a little, It's No, it's still on the kitchen counter at the moment. Yeah. You know, put a little flower on it, Phantom of the Opera style. Uh, it, it deserves a Viking funeral. Yeah, it, it legitimately does. <laughs> although I'm just not sure, like, are there poisonous chemicals that are going to come off this thing when I burn it? <laughs> there <laughs> but, is that, I suppose. But he was taken far too early. Mickey said he was delicious, though. So, you think if you left another cartridge out, would would the dog just leave it alone? I don't. I don't know. I don't, he's pretty dumb, so probably not. 
<laughs> he's he's still no. he's still young. He's like a year and a half old, so you know he's he's kind of dumb. So yeah, rip my Super Mario Brothers Wonder cartridge. Uh, I thought luckily I thought the story was like, going with Torchwood took it back no, with him. And, no, he doesn't know. have a he doesn't have a switch up there. He plays with Steam Deck up there. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so I'm still on World Four or Five. You know, luckily save files are on the unit itself. So right. I mean, at least I don't lose my progress. I guess I just lose seventy bucks or sixty bucks or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, could be worse. And because it's a Mario game, it'll never fucking be on sale. So. Yeah, that's course. true. It could have been worse. You could have uh, tried to eat the switch. That's true. That's true. I guess. I guess. I was like, it's plastic. What a <laughs> stupid dog. Anyway, the Game Awards this week. Uh, Jeff Keighley and crew giving away some awards. Do we want to talk about the show proper and our thoughts, or do we want to go over our predictions first? Which one do you want to do first? I, I'm very curious about the prediction, so I say let's do right, the show do proper the first. The show no, no. proper first? You want yeah, to go the other way? It's like yeah, saving yeah, yeah, the best the part one. of the dinner yeah, for yeah. last. <laughs> yeah. Let's so go ahead and... I did not watch the show proper. <laughs> let's go ahead and eat this broccoli first, and then we'll go ahead and yeah. get to the corn. And Okay, yes. now it's steak time. All right, that's yes. fine. That's fine. Yes, yes. So the show proper, what'd you guys think overall? Uh, I watched the whole thing live. My oldest son and I were watching that and the Steelers game. So we were disappointed on two uh, different things <laughs> <laughs> that uh, Thursday night. Uh, and we were up late for no reason. So I, I don't, again, I've said this before. I appreciate things that Jeff Keighley does for gaming behind the scenes. Yeah. I still think he is one of the worst hosts of anything ever mm-hmm. uh i want that job please please <laughs> give me that job <laughs> and if you are going to do comedy hire comedy writers even for jeff and the the pre-show host oh god her name's escaping my brain i apologize it's not intentional uh even for those two that cannot deliver a joke they just can't mm-hmm. a good comedy writer can get around that and write Can jokes. Yes. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. People that if they know that their their subject can't deliver a certain type of joke or a normal joke, they will write clever wordplay that doesn't require better delivery to get the like com- comedy writers can do that. Uh, that's why you hire them. If you're not <laughs> going to, then just skip the bits because the bits are fucking cringe. And you know what's uh, you you want to know how I could tell you the best thing nobody knew was coming because it was the funniest is when the God of War Kratos voice actor said mm-hmm. that the Call of Duty campaign was shorter than his acceptance speech last year. I have Ouch. a feeling nobody knew that was coming because they probably would have told him that that's too direct uh, <laughs> for a joke because they don't they don't like to. Um, they, they don't, they don't like to off. piss anybody off, right? Like, yeah. I wanted to see them say something about Activision last year. They, Of course, they right. would not. I wanted to see them talk about layoffs because mm-hmm. this year has been brutal. Yeah. Like, we always see them, but this year has been brutal. You, I don't understand how you can be wanting to be taken seriously as a celebration of gaming with this absolute fear of calling out shitty things that are <clears throat> industry-wide. Well, they're... They're playing the game. Oh yeah, they're, no they're doubt. Being, 
Right, and and so the people you have to placate is the higher ups, yep. the CEOs, the people that are firing the devs. Yep. Yeah. The poor devs that make our games, that the games that we find amazing and love playing, are not made by the higher ups. They're made by the devs, yep. but the devs are the ones being fired. So, yeah, it's. I liked Anyways. I liked some of the reveals. Uh, I liked some of the world premieres, but I will say, as a show, the Muppets were funny. Yep, I mean, not exactly the hottest trend in entertainment these days, uh, but the Muppets were very funny. Um, I felt like this year's show, though, was an advertising extravaganza. Like mm -hmm. it did not feel like an awards show. Like the awards, yeah. largely, and to me, and I know some are very like full of vitriol on the internet over this. I'm not quite that far. Uh, I enjoyed certain aspects of the show, and I guess I enjoyed it was an okay show overall ish, ish. Uh, but I felt like the awards were so secondary. Like everybody yeah. was rushed to get their ass off stage. You know, the the music started playing 20 seconds or so into everybody accepting an award. That was if your award was even recognized on stage. There were batches of awards that were just presented via like PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> just like, like three awards back to back in the span of like 10 seconds. Yeah. And they did that like three or four times. They yeah. had their world premieres and stuff like that. That's fine. And then it was just like these long segments of just trailers and ads for things that already exist or they were releasing an update or just had released an update. And I get it. You got to make some money to be able to put on that show. So you're selling ad space. I don't begrudge you that at all. But if this, how felt, much do you think that ad space goes for? It's incredible. I would imagine it like it or not. It gets huge numbers, mm. right? There were, when I, when I was watching it on YouTube, the actual stream, there was like 900,000 watching it live. Right. So, you know, and then you that's estimate? just one outlet for watching it. Uh, that's not even like their Twitch or any other, you know, secondary uh, streamers that are doing re live react shows. That's not people like Yod who watched it after the fact. You know, those ads cannot be cheap. There are a lot of eyeballs on this, whether you like the presentation uh, as right. a whole or not. There's a lot of eyeballs there. Yeah. Um, and, and I felt like, yeah, that's... If you want to do something like that, like you already do the Summer Game Fest, Right. Which is let's let's just bombard you with trailers. And I was, yeah, actually, I was just gonna say when when does the the game awards become just another you know these are the trailers these are the upcoming things and oh by the way we got some awards. Yeah, but we gave what like twenty minutes to fucking Hideo yeah. Kojima and Jordan Peele up there butt slapping each other about how great the other <laughs> one was. I mean, come on, come on. And then you get the voice actor from Baldur's Gate going up there trying to recognize, you know, minority groups and feeling included in that game. And they're like, get the music, get him out of here. <laughs> like, let's go, let's go. We got to bring Jordan Peele out here for 15 minutes. Matthew McConaughey coming out to advertise again. It's like, it's, I don't know. I don't know who it is, whether it's Jeff, whether it's the whole behind the scenes thing. Like it, it so desperately feels like they want almost Hollywood to take this show seriously. And to me, I'm just like, yeah. who the fuck cares? Mm -hmm. You make X times more as a game industry than the movie industry does. You don't need right. their validation anymore. You just don't. Yeah. But it's about the clout. It's not about the money. It's about the clout. In this case. Yeah. In this case. So I don't know. Like, I was, I would say that at my best, 
during the show, I was lukewarm. Yeah. At, and that was at my best. Mm. Yeah. If we're going to do awards shows, then do awards shows. And if there isn't an audience for that, then don't do awards shows. Do something else. You want to be, a, you know, doing your summer game fest and then something else, you know, in the winter? Fine. I'm not going to begrudge winter you game that. Fest. Yeah, like a winter game fest. But if we're actually going to recognize teams behind things, like I'm a huge movie buff. I watch the Academy Awards. I like the Academy Awards. I couldn't care less who wins like best actor or best actress or, you know, stuff like that. The the top tier awards, unless I'm really invested in a movie. But by the way, Oppenheimer better clean up this year. Mm -hmm. uh, that was an incredible movie. Uh, but I do like watching like best makeup and normal people like you and I getting up there and having that moment. Right. Yeah. And that's what a lot of these awards should be. Tell me who designed sound on your favorite video game. You don't fucking know. But let him get up there and have that rec that recognition for more than 15 seconds because, you know, yeah, exactly. Now we're going to have Anthony Mackie come out and yell, shut up for 10 minutes. <laughs> I don't know. It just doesn't feel like an award show to me. I was lukewarm no. at best. That's not to say I didn't like some of the world premieres and didn't get excited about some upcoming well, things. But as an award show... I'm finding myself less and less invested in it each year. The premieres to me are not necessarily intertwined. I mean, sure, there's showcase there. Yeah. But most people are going to watch them after the award show. Right. Most people are not going to sit through it. And they're going to see the, the 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 recap or like the, the highlights on YouTube or TikTok or whatever, you know, so I don't know. Yod, you watched it after the fact, so you were more, like, had the ability Ugh. to be like, okay, I don't want to see this Ugh. portion, fast forward, fast forward, fast oh forward. How'd that go? It was still a lot of when <laughs> will this end? When will this <laughs> no. end? I mean, we, we also went through and watched a little clip show type deal of all the things that were announced there. Yeah. And each one of those items were maybe 10 seconds in length per item and it was still a nine minute video an award show should not have that much stuff you know uh announced or, or teased or you know gone over again it it should be maybe one or two big things big reveals or whatever and then a whole bunch of, hey, by the way, you know, these are the people that make your game. Let's give them some accolades. Yeah. Because it's an award show. And, like, the one that bothered me the most, if you can't tell already, is Hideo Kojima and, and Jordan Peele. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. had nothing to show. Nothing. They, they had that, like, whatever, 15-second little thing that they had before he came out, before Hideo yep. Kojima came out. And then it was literally, like, 10 minutes of those two literally just backslapping bam he's the greatest he's the greatest he's the greatest no you're the greatest and jeff Keighley with this big grin on his face like ah, i get to hang out with hideo kojima again we're boys like oh god come stop stop uh, the to funny part to me is when they they showed kojima in the crowd at the beginning and said his name he looked so puzzled like are they talking about me why are they talking about me like it, that happened it that happened twice so that happened yeah. right off the beginning of the show when they talked about super mm -hmm. mario wonder and pointed at two of the the team in the audience and i yeah. guess the the english translation like they they all of a sudden look they they look terrified like yeah. why is jeff Keeley <laughs> pointing at us are we supposed to go up now for something and they turn and they're looking at translators 
And then they turn and oh, now they smile and they wave. At Jeff <laughs> that's so funny. Takal brings like, up that's the, what rehearsals are for. Takal brings up the question that we just you know that I kind of posed a little earlier was, do we actually need an award show? Most people I assume just watch for Halo Seven or whatever is to be revealed. Mm -hmm. If there's not an audience for an award show, then don't do an award show. Uh, right. I am at like I said publicly. Yeah, I like I said I personally love uh, award show recognitions in fields that interest me. Like, I watch the Academy Awards, uh, I watch the Emmys, I watch the Game Awards. Uh, in in close-up and stage magic, there's annual different awards from different people. Like, I do like watching people get recognition for these things and being recognized for some of them myself. Not Emmys and Academy Awards, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, someday the show will get there. Uh, <laughs> but, so... I, but I even I can recognize, hey man, if there isn't an audience for it, then don't do it. Okay, fine, that's just the way it is. And I love people like us that are doing sound design and art design and indie storytelling and getting a chance to be recognized for those things. Yeah. But if you can't pull that off in a way that's financially viable so that at least the show could support itself, I get it. Uh, it seemed like this was all about, this was the Super Bowl, right? Let's sell all the ad space we can at the highest premium we can at the expense of, well, do we really need the sound design people to come up or this, this group of people to come up? Let's just fire them off PowerPoint style and get to the next world premiere. So I, I, was, I was sitting there watching some of my friends when uh, Star Wars was at the beginning and they were like doing the voice actor, right? And, and Cameron Monaghan is sitting in the crowd for, you know, the Jedi game and uh, sitting there going, can you imagine if Cameron was somebody who doesn't actually care about like playing video games or the award, you know, anything like that? And this is all just sh rapid fire showing trailers. And like he was like one of the first awards on the show and he lost right now imagine sitting there <laughs> through the rest of the show you know and it's just like it it's it feels bad and now imagine being someone who doesn't even get that opportunity to even get showcased to go up right and your show is just rapid or your award is just rapid fired um like with a category and it's just like this game won this game won this game won and no recognition whatsoever i don't know i don't like that yeah, Jeff Keeley did take to Twitter because there were other, uh, there was some backlash, right? Like, we're not all that hot on the show. Uh, I think they've done it better in the past. If it continues on this trend, I won't watch it anymore. I will do yeah. exactly what you did, Yod. I'll go look up a recap of who won what to see if some of my favorite games scraped an award. And maybe I'll go watch an acceptance speech if there's one. And then I'll just jump to the trailers that interest me. Uh, but some on the internet, as you can imagine, are full of a little more vitriol than that. Uh, and Jeff Keighley did get the feedback. Uh, and he so he tweeted uh, yesterday and he said, by the way, I do agree that the music was played too fast for award winners this year. And I asked our team to relax that rule as the show went on. They didn't. Um, at least not in any perceivable way that I could see. And he continues, while no one was actually cut off, it's something to address going forward. Your first award given was cut off. Your first award given. <laughs> and readers have added context to this tweet. <laughs> Attendees and other viewers of the TGAs have confirmed that Jeff's claim that no one was actually cut off is factually incorrect. Neil Newbon was cut off for the live audience before he could conclude his speech 
and the broadcast had the end of his speech played off as he left the stage. And I get it. I mean, I don't want anybody out there giving an eight-minute, you know, a seven-minute and 59-second acceptance. I get that. You know, somebody starts droning on, you playing them off, we're all in favor of it. But come on. Right, but give them their five minutes on stage at least. A couple of minutes, even. Like, it just seemed like it was like 20 seconds, and all of a sudden, the band played on. Right. Yeah. They they give them some time in the spotlight. These people don't know. Some of these people don't normally get that. I, so I disagree with something in chat. Tarkov saying, uh, I th- also think that the Game Awards is kind of forcing itself to be relevant where the Oscars have been around for a long time. Uh, I don't think it's trying to force itself to be relevant. It is. To the audience that it serves, it is relevant. Otherwise, you're not going to have 900,000 people watching it live and then scraping up all the views after the fact. Where I think it's trying or forcing is maybe it's Jeff, maybe it's Maybelline. I don't know. (laughs) I can't believe it's not butter. I can't believe it's not butter, though. Butter gets blamed for everything. Uh, (laughs) I feel like there is a push to want it to be, I don't want to say mainstream because gaming is mainstream these days, but entertainment industry relevant where it wants to be as relevant as the Academy Awards to the audience that is watching the Academy Awards. And it won't be. The Academy Awards aren't relevant to somebody that's watching the TGAs and has no interest in movies. They couldn't even tell you when the the Academy Awards are on. And you can tell that like Jeff just loves that aspect of being able to meet these celebrities and have them over. Can we just have one award show without a goddamn celebrity, please? Just one. No, I, I get necessarily be against it. I am fine when they do it at like E3 or summer showcase, like what Matthew McConaughey d- did for his game. Right. Mm-hmm. I am totally fine with that. That type of presentation, getting a celebrity that's involved in the project, getting Keanu right. Reeves when it's cyberpunk coming out and at game of fest game fest type stuff. If you want to, about- ha- if you want to have celebrities on an award show, Get gaming celebrities. Get your your Hideo Kojima, except don't give him 20 minutes up there. Get your Shigeru Miyamoto's. Like, get your well-known, get your Phil Spencer's. You know, get those types of people to stop by, say hi, show something off, and get the fuck off the stage. Well, I think it was Tarkov mentioned in chat earlier. Would you be against, like, having, like, Ricky Gervais come in and host the whole show instead of Jeff? Well, it would be extremely entertaining. I am sure. <laughs> and the comedy would be much better. I think there would be that feeling of, nah, he's only here for the paycheck. Right? Sure. You know, when he does like the Emmys or the Academy Awards or it's like he's in that industry. Right? Um, I wouldn't be opposed to trying it though. It can't be yeah. worse than fucking Jeff Keighley. That's for sure. Right. It is. I'd, I'd give yeah. it one shot just to see. But uh, there would be this part of my brain that's like, he's just there for the paycheck. He doesn't care about gaming. To have its point, get celebrities that we know are into gaming. Ice-T. There's that too, yes. There are celebrities that we all know are heavy gamers. Mm -hmm. Get Cavill up there. Yeah, yeah. Get Cavill up there. Have him take his shirt off and build a computer. The viewership (laughs) would go through the roof. (laughs) Why, My why wife and daughter are over here just saying all of a sudden they want to watch the Game Awards. <laughs> he just plugs in one part each time as he's announcing the winners. Yeah. <laughs> Get Cavill up there. 
I don't know. <laughs> you would have paid more attention if they did that, says Dark Beauty. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic i told you my 16 year old daughter and my wife are like oh man when's the game awards <laughs> it's marked on their damn calendar uh ninja panda says i mean they asked mouse to pre-record a message in case she won so she was really shocked when she won since she was streaming the awards when it went live that's kind of, see that's cute i yeah. like stuff like that Exactly, Torchwick. That's what I said. Get him up there. Get his shirt off. Everybody's watching. Mm-hmm. Get them some water. They sound parched. They're thirsty as hell. They really are. They really are. So, so thirsty. Anyways, though. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> I've been talking forever. Go ahead, Yod. Oh, I, I was just going to say, anyway. What did you see that you uh, liked? What did you What did you see that you liked? Uh, just, I mean, personally, I don't care too much for awards. It's good on the people that get the awards, and I'd like to see people get accolades for it, but I personally don't really, you know, watch that type of thing. Like, I watch a lot of TV, I watch a lot of movies, but I don't really care for the award shows. It's cool that they get the awards, but that's, you know, neither they're here or there for me. And see, now now even Damina's in chat. I don't know what she's reeling at, but... She's probably, <laughs> she's probably trying to get one of you to give her Cavill. the date of the next TGAs. <laughs> I, I think it's about Cavill, yeah. It's yeah. probably about Cavill. Yeah. But yeah, so, I mean, the, the trailers were nice. There was a few things that showed up. And the commentary from you guys on Discord was funnier. <laughs> she's really thirsty. <laughs> All right, chat. Yeah. I think I might have just stumbled upon the key to making the Game Awards work. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so you're going to host them next year, right? Yeah, I'm going to take my shirt off and build a computer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Yeah, hire a thirst trap. There you go. Yeah, okay, so some of the things that I did like, I don't know, as soon as I saw... Oh, there's the Mario Wonder Box. Uh, hold on, moment mm-hmm. of silence. Okay, moving on. As soon as I saw the trailer for this, and this is the one Matthew McConaughey introduced, isn't it? Exodus. Mm -hmm. Uh, As soon as I saw the trailer for this, I pinged the Discord because we were having a little watch thing, you know, uh, watch conversation going on Mm -hmm. in the RCR Discord. And I said, I don't care what this is. Yad and I are on board. (laughs) <laughs> yeah what, what is it what is it because <laughs> i wasn't watching at the time yeah and yep. he, when he saw that he was like wait what is it and so i slapped the trailer in there he watched it and came back and was like oh yeah yeah we are totally on board uh <laughs> when you get some mass effect dorks together and you show them something like the trailer for exodus you've already got a few purchases lined up uh Th- don't worry about it like the mass effect we should have gotten instead yeah. of andromeda yeah, it's a code name for Destiny 3. Uh, that company <laughs> might not be around. Uh, we'll talk later. <laughs> so this is definitely one I was looking I'm looking forward to. Uh, I thought this looked amazing. This looked amazing. And it does have that like time travel, you know, f- faster than light being time dilation across two different uh, people in the universe while yep. traveling at the speed of light. I'm all for it. I'm all and the trailer mm-hmm. looked great. The trailer looked. Oh great. yeah, I mean the the vehicles and stuff in in the armor and all that stuff really d- does kind of have a Mass Effect vibe to it. Yeah, it definitely mm-hmm. did. It definitely did. I also loved this trailer. Yeah, Interstellar, the video game. I mean, it was McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> 
Exactly. Oh my god, and his delivery of that line. Oh. Yeah. Oh, See, this that was game right so here. bad. Where he was this like, game right here, I'm very excited for. You don't want me to say it, do you? <laughs> you don't want to remember it. They told me to say pew, pew, pew. And I was like, oh my god. Uh, Go ahead. This, uh, th this Jurassic Park game, I'm very excited for. Very excited for. But I am too, except for one reason. We'll see if, we're, if they're the same. Go ahead. So the, the trailer for me... I don't like the fact that it was just recycling some of the most memorable parts of the movie with a different character. I did notice that. Um, that's really my only gripe with it, because it almost makes it seem like they're just retelling the movie like a remake with different things. Like this Gallimima scene, with, it's the only thing that makes me think otherwise. You know, like mm -hmm. everything else is just straight up like the... the um, the kitchen, the flare, the kitchen, uh, the uh, um, I don't know. There was one other scene I, I can't remember. But it was all like straight out of uh, the office horse in the forest. And it's like all straight out of the movie. Yeah. Like it was just beats beat by beat by beat. Yeah. And, and the, the premise for this is it takes place the day after everybody has escaped from right. the original Jurassic Park movie or book. Uh, mm -hmm. And this person, an InGen employee, an InGen scientist, did not make the escape and is still on the island. That's the premise. The only thing, I think the trailer looks fine. I didn't really mind them hitting the beats because I think that's what they were trying to nail home is this happens right as the the original movie ends. Uh, so we're going to show you all these beats from the original movie. I don't yeah, like it being can... a character you've never heard of. When you see, play that a Jurassic doesn't bother me. See, I'm one of those like if I want to play a Jurassic Park game, I want to be Alan Grant. I want to be Ellie Sattler. I want to be Ian Malcolm. You know, fucking give me uh Dennis Nedry if, if you want well, to. See, like my, I don't care. My but, issue with that is if you are playing as one of those characters, you either have to follow them exactly how the movie followed them. No, you don't. Or or you veer yeah. off and create this other side tent, and it takes me out of the immersion of playing those characters going, this character never did that. No, instead you get this character you've never heard of and has been totally made up, isn't in the book, isn't in the movie, isn't in the world. I'd rather have that. No. no. I could go either way. I could go either way. As soon as, My like, thing was, as soon as I heard was Richard Attenborough loud. doing the intro to this trailer, I was like, why are mm -hmm. we playing a no-name character? You spent money. <laughs> you, you they spent, spent all the money, money. on speech. <laughs> Go ahead, Yod. No, no. My my thing was she was awfully loud yeah. for hiding in areas like even when she wasn't move like when she's moving around, sure, fine. But when she wasn't moving, it's was like you know, yeah. It, there's a lot of sound, and you're trying to hide from something that's well, listening for you. It's also <laughs> like the T-Rex comes out of the woods there and she lights the flare and she's like eight feet from the T-Rex. And I looked at Michael right. and I was like, yeah, you're dead. Like yeah, the game yeah, ends yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Is the, the, the voice has to be either AI or impersonator because Richard, Richard Attenborough is not around anymore. Yeah, well, it's it's got to be an impersonator. Yeah, it's yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But they were absolutely doing um, mm -hmm. Richard Attenborough's John Hammond. Yeah. Right. Spared no expense. Sp yeah. Well, I mean, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. I mean, there, there's also David Attenborough. But, like, there's ways to hit these beats that you were talking about, like this kitchen scene, mm -hmm. where, like, you could walk by them as long as it's not recreating it exactly, but just showcasing some of the scenes of, like, 
oh, here's that. And then, like, you hear a raptor in the distance just, like, looking at it. But to follow, like, the exact thing, I go, oh, well, she's going to hit the ladle here. And it's like, yep. I was like, okay, that's yeah. exactly what happened. You know, I was waiting for the run at the, the stove reflection. I was waiting for that scene. And it's like, she just happens to rip a flare out and do it the exact same way Grant did. Yeah. It's like, how would she know? Like, uh, Tarkov saying, was the character in Alien Isolation someone important? Yes. 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 yes she, was. she was Amanda Ripley. She's Ripley's mm -hmm. daughter. Lieutenant Ripley's daughter. I mean, yeah. for all we know, this this could be one of uh, Ian Malcolm's. No, we kids. we do know that <laughs> we do know that that is not the case. We do know that that is not the case. I actually searched her name uh, in the Jurassic wikis just to make sure. Like I've read the book yeah. so many times, sure. literally yeah. worn the cover off of a paperback copy of that in high school. I read it so many times, uh, but just to make sure. But yes, yeah, she's just insert rare, random generic fake in gen employee. Do you think they're gonna do what Telltale did and like give us some backstory on the uh, the Barbasol can? <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it wouldn't be backstory, right? It would be from from the time the game takes place. It would be current story. Like maybe she right. finds it. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just sitting in the mud there. Somebody's gonna yeah. get rich. Somebody. I feel like rich. if you're going to the island, you have to play on that. I feel like you have to. Because it was like such this crazy yeah. plot point of the main movie for it to just like get buried in the mud. It was so unsatisfying. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. This, I uh, I very much cheered for. Visions of Mana. Talking about it mm, here that, since we're not doing a relic grind this yeah, week or next cute. week. Yep. Visions of, I love the Mana series. And honestly, at the beginning of this trailer, I was like, are we actually seeing some... Dragon Quest 12 because it was very like it crossed into that DQ art style. Here's the beginning of the trailer. When you start seeing some of the movement and battle, you're like, man, this looks a lot like Echoes of an Elusive Age, Dragon mm -hmm. Quest 10 and or 11. Uh, man, this looks really good. Is are we finally seeing some 12? Even though we expect it 12 to be a little darker if it actually comes out the way they want. But Visions of Mana, I love the Mana series. I cannot wait for this. Cannot wait. So when this when this was playing and they go from a world we we haven't been to in a while or haven't seen in a while, uh, I instantly knew I was like oh cause I I was thinking it was gonna be Dragon Quest and as soon as I said that I yeah. go oh no this has got mana written all over it. Looks fantastic. Looks absolutely fantastic. Does, I can't wait. It, it does really look good. Yeah, and then they uh, <laughs> they had uh, some music for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which was cool. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that's the song that I would have picked. Uh, but whatever. Um, Nobu Omatsu. Yeah. Bow, bow, right. bow. Uh, and then they were like, we got something else for Final Fantasy fans. And I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. Final Fantasy VII coming to Apex Legends. I fucking hate this world. I hate this world. You going to be playing world. Apex now? No. No. You sure? Yad, you had this one on your little wish list here, Stormgate. Yes, Stormgate. I. It has been so long since we had an RTS. That's you know. This one got good. funded out the ass on Kickstarter. It, oh yeah, a while did. back. They um, were looking for like a yeah. hundred thousand. They got like one point two million or something. Made by Frost Giant. Yeah. Um, some of the original people from the old Blizzard days. A lot of them. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So the people that brought us Warcraft and Starcraft. Yep. All that stuff. Uh, Chris Metzen actually helped create this universe. He wasn't part right. of Frost Giant, but he was 
partnering with them to do it. Mm -hmm. So he created some of the world and lore, helped create some of the world and lore mm -hmm. that goes with this. Um, it, it looks fun and amazing. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, apparently um, the company that's doing the voices, voiceovers and voice acting for it um, is owned by one of the people I know from conventions. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Lazu Arts and Entertainment. Arts Entertainment? Lazu Arts Entertainment. Uh, yeah, that's the name. So it's doing their sound for it. So one of the, they got, the go ahead. They they got uh the guy play, that plays Shang Chi for one of the major major voices. There is gonna be a campaign planned. There is three person co op versus AI or one v one or three v three, and then they're gonna have an editor too. So like we're mm -hmm. going back to the StarCraft yeah. two right era right, this, of this, RTS. Right. There's full Warcraft. Two, three, and original StarCraft and Brood War, probably. And then, Dom, you put, you put this one on here. Dude, I'm so excited. I'm actually more excited for this Pony than I am Island anything two. that they showed. Yeah. So, uh, Pony Island 1 was like this sleeper game that just caught me off guard. And, like, I did not know what I was playing getting into the first one. And the story was just absolutely insane. It was so deep, and uh, the uh, the creator of the game, Daniel Mullins, actually uh, hid some stuff in. If you played either of his two other games that existed at the time, which was um, uh, the Hex and uh, in Inscription, Inscription, I think he back put something in, or or no, it was the other way around. If you had a save file for Pony Island uh, and the Hex, Inscription actually had some extra bonus hidden stuff in there for having those save files pony island had stuff for the hex and they referenced stuff that was coming out for inscription so pony island 2 is absolutely going to have stuff if you had save files from his other games uh and stuff on it and it was just it's absolutely not what you expect it to be at all so if you haven't played the first pony island i have I not i'm gonna be honest i didn't i've yeah when you put this in here i did not know what the hell it was because i this yeah. might have been when i went to have a smoke you I skipped had, it, yeah. I had no idea what the hell this was. Yeah. It's, uh, Pony Island is one of my favorite PC games of all time. I will just say that bold statement right there. That one right there. Mm-hmm. Didn't you recommend Pony Island in the past? Baron wants to know. Did you recommend it as a game of the week? I'm pretty point? sure I did. At some I'm pretty point? sure I did. Uh, all right. I guess we got to review our predictions now. All right. I told you there is a clear winner in first place with five out of 11. Oh, my. Everybody else is tied for second with four <laughs> out of 11. Okay. And including chat. So remember, I have predictions in here. Dom has predictions. Troy has predictions. Yod sent me predictions the day after the last episode. He threw his together while he was watching it and sent them here. And then I have chats as well. So can I just ask, when you say clear winner, was it by a landslide? Like it's by like four or five votes or it's no, like by one, one or point. two? By one okay, point. Okay, one point. Okay, first, got it. First okay. place got five out of 11 of our predictions. Ooh, okay. Okay, so one, two, we had 11, right? Three, four, five, six, Maybe. seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. Yeah, we predicted 11 categories. First place got five of them. Correct. Okay. Every other person or chat 
everybody else got four out of 11. So it's a single point victory, but is it a clear victory? No tie for first. Everybody and their mother tied for second. Okay. I'm just going to knock a few categories off real quick here. You know, you're going to do them game award style, just to right. spit them all just, out. Just okay. PowerPoint through because we got some ads to show you. And then it would be yeah. really funny if I went to my Twitch thing right now, <laughs> went through like three or four of these, and then hit you with four minutes of ads, guys. That would be hysterical. Wow. Okay. It'd be great. It would be great. I'm not going to do it, but it would be fantastic. Just yeah. know that I had the power to do it, and I chose not to. Uh, categories we, uh, this category we didn't care about and chat didn't care about it either. Literally chat's prediction was chat didn't give a shit because none of you put valid answers in there. You were all just goofing off. Best esports game went to Valorant. Uh, our choices included Counter-Strike 2, Dom, you took League of Legends, uh, and chat didn't give a shit, uh, but Valorant mm-hmm. took it. So nobody got that point. Now. Yeah. Nobody got the point for innovation in accessibility. Mm, mm-hmm. Nobody. Four out of five of us took Hi-Fi Rush. Dom, you took Street Fighter Six. Yep. And the winner was Forza Motorsport. That's crazy. Hi-Fi made more sense to me. It made more sense to me, too. It made more sense to me, too. There was one other category. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Two other categories where nobody took the nobody got the point. Okay. Best narrative. Across mm. the board we all took Baldur's Gate 3. I it, was shocked. So was I. And it went to Alan Wake 2. What do you guys think? You should have seen my jaw hit the floor. I mean, <clears throat> they had to give a few to Alan Wake 2, I guess. They 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 couldn't make it Baldur's Gate 3 all the way down. They could have. They should have. <laughs> could have. They should have, yeah, but they 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 didn't because they they gotta they gotta play the game. They 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 gotta they gotta make sure all the companies are happy. Uh, best community support. <laughs> this was a shocker for me, and we were all kind of divided. I took Final Fantasy fourteen. Dom, do you remember what you took for community support? You took uh, No Man's Sky. Well, yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, No Man's Sky. Yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, Sean got up on stage and was talking about his new one-to-one scale Earth game and everything. Oh, Don't Christ. believe fucking thing he says. Mm-hmm. Wait until the game comes out and look at it, and if then yeah. just don't, don't. Yeah. It might be good now. Fine, I'll give you that. No Man's Sky has rebounded, but you're still a liar. Like <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't fix that anyway. Uh, Troy took Cyberpunk 2077. Yod, you took 14 with me. And chat was kind of split on this one, so I gave them both. No Man's Sky or Baldur Gate, Baldur's Gate 3. So they, uh, the winner ended up being Baldur's Gate 3. Now, chat, I, don't, I didn't give you any points for these ones that you were kind of... Oh, no, I did give you the point for this one. I'm sorry. I did give you the point for this one. There's one more that it was really kind of split between three or four. I did not give you that one. That's fair. Yeah. I did not give you that one. Since you gave me No Man's Sky or Baldur's Gate 3, I did give chat this point uh, since Baldur's Gate 3 ended up winning it. Mm-hmm. All right. What do you want to do first? Most anticipated? How about that? Sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. I took 7 Rebirth. Dom, you mm-hmm. took Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth. Yod, mm-hmm. you took Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth. And I think 
at least I said this, and I think, Dom, you agreed when we did this, that we also wouldn't be surprised if Hades 2 took it. Yep. Well, that was what, stand by that. that's what chat took, Hades 2. Troy mm-hmm. took Star Wars Outlaws, and we were like, well, you lost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> clear, clear loss. Maybe that's your most anticipated. That's not everyone's most anticipated. The uh, choice here was Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Yeah, uh, shock to no one. So a couple nope. of points, a couple of points there. Uh, best multiplayer. Dom, you were the only one that did not get this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I gave my reasoning and I still stand by it and I still feel like it's it's a travesty. Yeah, I, so. I do understand your reasoning as well because it, it's not... Remember, a, Dom went know... with party animals while everybody else, including chat, went with Baldur's Gate 3. Go ahead, Yo. Right, mm-hmm. well... I understand why why Dom went with what he did and why he didn't go with Baldur's, Baldur's Gate 3 because Baldur's Gate 3 is technically not made specifically as a multiplayer game. It's a game with a multiplayer function in it, which to me, that, that is kind of a different animal in itself. But with the things that the games that were listed, the clear winner was Baldur's Gate 3. So... My my only argument is this category should be split, and we should have a multiplayer category and a co-op category. Yeah, oh, but totally. then we're just going to have one so, more award in the PowerPoint presentation, and that could fine. be that <laughs> could be fine. sucked up with a Fortnite ad, brother. Come on, I'm I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that, but I still disagree with this award. I will stand by that forever. Uh, best RPG. Everybody picked Baldur's Gate three. Baldur's Gate three won. So that was a yeah. freebie point. Everybody, including chat, got. Best community support. I took 14. <laughs> Dom, you took No Man's Sky. Troy mm-hmm. took Cyberpunk 2077. Yod went with mm-hmm. me on Final Fantasy 14. Chat took No Man's Sky or Baldur's Gate 3. I already did this one, didn't I? Yes, you did. And yeah, one. chat chat got the, that one. So best ongoing is what I meant. I highlighted the wrong column. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I took 14 for best ongoing. Dom, you took Fortnite, a relatively safe choice. Troy mm-hmm. took Cyberpunk 2077. Yod took Final Fantasy 14. And chat was undecided. I did log that it seemed to lean to 14, Cyberpunk, and Fortnite, but you can't get a point when you guess three no. out of five of the, no. uh, <laughs> of the no. nominees. So I put you down as undecided. You did not get this point. Troy is the only one that walks away with this point. This, this might be the award that surprised me the most. Mm-hmm. Cyberpunk 2077 walking away yeah. with best ongoing. I don't mm. I don't know how I feel. To me like ongoing is like live service right. game. Right. Cyberpunk got a great expansion. You know, Phantom Liberty's basically saved that game and some decent DLCs. But if Cyberpunk fits in this category, then Final Fantasy 16 should fit in this category after it's had yes. a couple of DLCs and you know, uh, Borderlands should fit in this category. And this, I, I this just, just sounds like my multiplayer argument. Yeah, and I just don't view these right. that is ongoing. Yeah. They they fixed it and they have plans for the future. Well, so does 16. They released yeah. DLC at the show and they got more coming. But if yeah. I asked you, do you count Final Fantasy 16 as an ongoing service game? I don't think you'd say yes. Uh, best score and music. I took 16, uh, Final Fantasy 16. Dom, you took Hi-Fi Rush, which was kind of my, I could see that winning. Mm-hmm. Troy took Baldur's Gate 3. Yod took Baldur's Gate 3. Chat went with Zelda on this one. 
Uh, the winner was Final Fantasy 16. Best art direction. I went with Lies of P. Uh, Dom, you went with Alan Wake 2. Troy went with Hi-Fi Rush. Yod went with Hi-Fi Rush. Chat went with me and went Lies of P. This was one that I was surprised, but was like, okay, yeah, I mean, I get it, but I'm yeah. shocked that you won this one, and it was Alan Wake 2 <laughs> yeah. for best art direction. Yep. So, Dom, I'm going to give you exactly the amount of time that Alan Wake 2 got to talk about <laughs> how you got this one right. You have 20 seconds. Go. Yeah, I wasn't surprised at all. Is there anybody you'd like to thank? Are you saying that I won the whole thing? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm not. You've still got one more to go, but you were the only one that got the points here, so. Okay, okay. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It just seemed to fit thematically with with everything. Uh, And it's so different than everything else. Okay, we're playing the music. We got to get you off stage. Uh, Sorry about that. If your name was Hideo Kojima, we'd let you stay longer. Oh, that's true. Uh, Game of the year was a clean sweep across the board. Everybody took Baldur's Gate 3. Obviously, Baldur's Gate 3 won. Now, before I tally up the scores for you, I have seen an incredible amount of argument on the internet saying that Spider-Man 2 got robbed. What? Okay. I disagree. For, I, for which category? Best game. Best game? Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, if if Baldur's Gate 3 wasn't there, I can see Spider-Man 2 taking it. Maybe. But the fact that Baldur's Gate 3 was there, it, it just blew everything. There's there there no con- no contest. I uh, Somebody said it while we were doing the uh, podcast on MMO Bomb yesterday. And after the show, we were hanging out with chat and talking. And I said, I honestly, besides this category, I don't remember what Spider-Man 2 was even nominated for. So let's pull it up. And so we pulled it up and we looked at all their different nominations. And I was like, yeah, I mean, this wasn't going to win anything. The only thing that I could have seen it, and, and I even said, well, maybe they got snubbed here, was Best Action Adventure. Because okay. honestly, there were one or two nominees that shouldn't even have really been nominees in that category. Uh, and then I was like, you know what? Maybe Spider-Man 2 should have won here. And you, you, But there's no way Spider-Man 2 should have been Game of the Year. Like just, not, no. not game year, and yeah, I love no. the people posting like the trailer or the video of like Spider-Man swinging through the city and how visually spe- it's okay. You just nominated a Marvel movie. That's a cutscene. <laughs> like, that's a cutscene. It had to be Baldur's I mean, Gate three. I haven't played it, but from what I understand, it's it's an amazing game. Oh no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I know. It, Tor- it, Torchwick it, wants it for Christmas. Right, and it, it's a great sequel to the original with advancements on what they already set in place in the original, they just took it to the next level. But it didn't it didn't do the things that Baldur's Gate 3 did. Yeah. Yeah. That that's all there was to it. It just didn't do the things that Baldur's Gate 3 did this year. Chat came in with four points. Okay. Yod. You came in with four points. <laughs> Troy came in with four points. Just between you and I, Dom. God, okay. Dom, you came in. Four points. With four points. (laughs) (laughs) I walk away with five, having gotten Baldur's Gate for Game of the Year, 16 for Best Score, 
Baldur's Gate for RPG, Baldur's Gate for multiplayer, and Final Fantasy VII for most anticipated. So if you look at that, Baldur's Gate 3 and anything with Final Fantasy in the name carried me to a victory this year. <laughs> See, I, I demand a recount because if this was actual Hold multiplayer, on. Hold we on. would be tied. I'll grant you a recount. <laughs> five to four it's still five to four i'm recount. talking about their votes not yours <laughs> recount granted two things before uh, we head over for game of the week uh yacht i did want to give you a few minutes on the bungee front we've talked we talked previously oh about how bad it is getting over there at bungee with layoffs the we now have the official delay of the final shape into June. Yep. Marathon likely delayed into 2025. Yep. But in the last week or so, we have now heard rumblings of Bungie not only instituting those layoffs to try and save money, which a lot of companies uh, do this time of year. It doesn't mean it's right, but they do. Uh, that kind of got hidden, or that kind of hid the fact that that was just one of their cost-saving measures. IGN right. and oh, MMO Bomb, of course, reporting various Bungie employees talking uh, anonymously have revealed that yes, Bundy, Bungie, Bundy, Bungie did those layoffs <laughs> to save money, but it's not their only cost-cutting measure because they're actually fighting to maintain their independence still as a company. Right now, after Sony bought them, their board is half Bungie people, half Sony PlayStation people, with the CEO Parsons, Pete Parsons, as the tie-breaking vote, Pete Parsons being a Bungie guy. So Bungie is still independent in that they can overrule things that Sony's board members may vote for, but that is only as long as the company apparently uh, makes different revenue targets, and if they miss those, their independence may be at risk, and Sony may pull a whole hostile-type takeover of the company. To save money, their layoffs were part of it. Other things, they now on a hiring freeze, cutting travel budgets and holiday bonuses, according to former and current employees, delaying events, uh, cutting back on staff morale activities like cooking classes and stuff like that they've historically offered, pausing or completely cutting benefits like employee compensation adjustments, the new hire lunch program, among others. Employees describing this to IGN as absolutely soul-crushing to work there right now, Yod. What do you think? Yeah, it's, it's a shit show. And after all the years that we've watched this company and we've kept saying, okay, well, maybe this other company that's owning them is holding them back. Maybe it's because they're under the heel of this other company. At this point in time, we can no longer say that. Obviously, there's lots of mismanagement there, and I'm almost of the opinion that let Sony take it. Let them take over, rearrange the management they have there. Maybe they'll boot out the people that's mismanaging shit, cut some of those most likely inflated salaries of those people that are in the top tiers that aren't doing, aren't making the games that we want to play. They're just telling people to make those games and actually produce a product that people want to buy. I asked this I mean, on the MMO Bomb Always Online podcast yesterday, and I'm going to ask you right now. Dom, I don't know if you have a pony in this race, but you're certainly able to uh, throw in a prediction here. One, one, will Sony end up having to take over Bungie? And two, will it happen before or after the final shape in June? Keep in mind that the whole argument here being made is that it's revenue targets, 
They don't have any products coming out between now and then. None. Mm -hmm. So it's just going to be their straight revenue on the Eververse and on their existing DLCs or expansions. So the continued revenue that they make this month, that's the same product line that they're going to have next month all the way up to Final Shape in June. So while Sony probably sees that and says there are no new products coming out, so it's just going to be the revenue based on what we have right now until then, could you see Sony saying, I understand that, therefore we'll review this again after Final Shape comes out and we see sales information for Final Shape? Or do you see them even saying, hey, the Eververse sales and DLC sales and expansion sales are going down still. We're taking over even before Final Shape comes out, Yod. Me or, da or Yod? Yod. I, I think the Final Shape is going to be the make or break. If... I think they're going to wait for that and see how that goes. Because um, they're going to try, at this point in time, to fight for their own independence. They're going to try to cram as much into it. I, Other than the fact that they lost a whole lot of people that were probably actually working on the, game, on the expansion. So, you know, production has slowed down. For final, which, at this point in time, it shouldn't. they shouldn't be in production anymore. They should be, you know, polishing things up. But I think they're going to try to cram as much as they can into it and go and try to hold Sony off for, until then going, hey, look, look, we're going to make a big splash. Look, wait, wait, wait. But personally, I kind of want Sony to just come in and take it. Just just take it. Cut, I mean, cut the it top doesn't always off. mean it would improve. Like, things could get worse. No, <laughs> like, no. <laughs> things can always get worse. Meet the new worse. boss, same as the old boss, right? Right. <laughs> Right, good. things could always get worse. But at this point in time, it's the enemy you know or the enemy you don't know type of situation. So you think they're going to give them till final shape, and if that doesn't I, absolutely rock the Destiny fan base world and sales world, then they take over. Right, and unfortunately at this time, the trust has been so shattered with yep. the community uh, that like 50 to 75% of people are contemplating not even buying Final Shape. Yeah, that's a point that the staff talking to IGN was trying to make to management. They said, we've been telling them that, and, and management is just like, no, they love us. They love what we do with the game. And they're like, they may love the game. They are unhappy with certain directions we've taken the game, but they still love the game. But you have to understand that what you're doing to us is making them hate us, too. Right. You know, this right. isn't just a, well, I like the game, I'm going to play it. The, the right. press is not good for this company. Uh, Dom, before we finish up here, do you have a, a, a thought on Sony taking is, is over? This, is this what should happen or what I think is What you happen? think or what you would like or what you see happening? You, you pick. I think Sony's taking it. I think um, they are too. I think they're doing it before I, I Final Shape too. Yeah, I don't think there's any way. And I guess my answer is the same. What should happen is, is Sony should take it. <laughs> so... <laughs> I honestly I mean, think they probably get like two months, and if the Eververse money is where it's at mm -hmm. now or, or yeah. lower, I think they step in, knowing that right. you know what, final shape is the last thing. Right, yeah. and they're what they do with Eververse is not good Pe enough. People to don't like build it. The trust. Yeah. They, they don't know. People don't like it because it's not good enough to build the trust back. Yep. And I mean, personally, I mean, you, you know, I, I've been playing it since almost day one of Destiny. Original right. Destiny. The only reason I'm still playing it right now is because I paid for it. I paid for it up until Final Shape, so if I paid for it, I might as well finish it, right? Right. 
Uh, Yod, you wanted to talk about the Fallout TV show that was shown yeah. off at uh, the Game Awards there. Yes. What, what What did you guys think about it? Don't care. So Don't care? I'm, I'm not big into the Fallout franchise. I've only played one Fallout game, and it's probably not the one you would have expected as the one that I played. It was is the Fallout, whatever their Battle Royale game was. Um, <laughs> the, the terrible one. Um, and I saw the trailer, and then I saw Michael Emerson in the trailer. And I love Michael Emerson and everything that he's ever been in. So I'm going to give this a shot, but I'm not excited for it. Right there, Michael Emerson. I see him as I'm talking about three seconds in the past, six seconds in the past. <laughs> the, yeah. the, it looks pretty to me I'm, I'm wondering how the story's gonna go personally and that that giant cockroach is amazing <laughs> yeah to me so i'm not huge on the fallout universe i like enjoy the games and and stuff like that so i, I won't say that i'm not like curious i guess i am but uh i have a feeling one the one thing that i told my son i was like there seem to be way too many people like the cast it seems does. to be way too big in certain scenes during this trailer to like make me have that fallout post-apocalyptic, mm -hmm. you know, there's like six of us, let's survive type thing. Maybe right. that's just what they chose to show in the trailer though. Fine. I'm yeah, I'm thinking they packed everything from the entire season into the trailer. Yeah. I have so a feeling though, that this is going to be one of those ones that you're like, you know what? If this was generic sci-fi TV show, it would have been fine. But because it's fallout, it's awful. Like the Resident Evil factor, right? Which the Resident or, Evil TV show I liked. I but because it had the name not, Resident yeah. Evil, right. it wasn't great. Uh but right. if it would have been like Zombie Dog Eats Face, episode five, <laughs> like right. I think we all would have been fine. We'd have said that's so it's okay. It's all right. Right. Like like the uh like the Halo TV show. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they seem to have a good cast in there. Like, I see Zach Cherry in there from, uh, you probably know him from Severance if you watch that. Um, so, like, there, there's a there's a decent cast in here that I'm excited for, but I'm not just, I'm just not excited for the, the franchise, I guess. Uh, and then finally, Dom, you wanted to talk uh, GTA 6 trailer. Yeah, it was the most, uh, the fastest, most viewed video on YouTube. It's kind of insane. That's like, it's beaten out every Mr. Beast video ever. So, <laughs> you know, like that's that's an incredible record, you know, um, the trailer itself. I love the parallels of like all the terrible events that happened in like Florida. Like you I don't know if you guys have seen the side by sides of like Florida man does this. And then it's like everything that's being paralleled in the trailer. So I, I think they they nailed that trailer pretty well. Um, I still haven't really played GTA five. The fact that this is still not coming onto PC for at least the year exclusivity on, on PlayStation or consoles rather um, is going to probably, I don't want to say hurt the game for launch, but it's not going to deter people from playing five at all until it comes onto to PC to get modded for uh, RP servers. Uh, yeah, I was disappointed. I felt bad for the, the rockstar team. Mm -hmm. uh, because the trailer was spoiled, right? It was leaked yeah. ahead of time and then kind of forced them to just officially release it ahead of when they had planned to. And then I saw reactions from the team that were like, we hadn't even seen the full cut of the trailer Oof. internally yet. And we were looking forward to, you know, kind of celebrating, viewing it for the first time, getting it out there with our, our friends and our coworkers. No. And, uh, and then it leaked. Uh, so I kind of, I felt bad no. for the team there. 
let me ask you this. How would you feel not only all that happens, but then you dropped whatever in marketing fees to debut that trailer at, at the Game Awards? Ooh. Is that where it was originally Ooh. supposed to be? Was the, the I, Game I Awards? believe so. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't I know. I, so. I didn't know if they had their own thing planned or whatever, but yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just going to say this, Yod, before I'll give you mm. your final word on GTA 6. I saw a guy, random generic white guy, in the trailer, I believe that's modeled after me, and I'm going to sue them. <laughs> oh, no. No. Um, I'm just so, saying. Um, really quickly, I, want, I just want to touch on something. This wasn't, I didn't put this in the notes, because I actually saw this while we were live. Um, I don't know if anybody's been following Gerard the Completionist and what's been going oh, on yeah. with um, the Open Hand Foundation. Yep. Just before we went live, like moments before we went live, he's actually put out a statement. He has a video. I have not watched it yet, so I can't really comment on it. I'm just going to urge you guys, go watch it, see what he has to say, and then maybe we could talk about it next show. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the whole Open Hand situation. Yes. Yep. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, I, I know nothing of the open hand situation, oh. so I'm really gonna have to go in on uh, figure out what's going on there. Yeah. Um, G the GTA Six thing, it, I mean, it's GTA. What, what, what more is there? You know, it, it does what GTA does. I find it interesting that there's like a set of parents and stuff that is mad about GTA Six being so violent and all this. I was like, do, do you not understand what GTA stands for? Mm-hmm. It, it, well, it I got yelled. I got yelled at when by my dad when he saw GTA and GTA Two discs for the PlayStation and in the house, and he right. looked at the back. I got yelled at. I was right. like, whatever, it, fourteen, thirteen at the time. Yeah, my but dad I was mean, like, get this the fuck out of here. But it, you know, if if you're angry that this game has violence, don't don't let your kid play it. It's not a game for kids. It's it's about jacking cars and shooting people. I mean, <laughs> that's the basis of the game. <laughs> you do crime. <laughs> Let's head Probably over. Probably would do something else to cars instead of that. And do yeah. games <laughs> of the week. <laughs> games of the week is the way we end every episode of the gaming gumbo here. All three of us are going to give you a game. Could be a video game, a card game, a board game, a mobile game. Doesn't matter. Something we're playing, have played, or have never played, but think you should check out. And you let us know in the comments when you're chiming in on your thoughts on everything we've discussed today and giving us your takes on everything. Who gave the best recommendation? I'm just going to go with Mario Wonder. Just because I can't play it doesn't mean you can't. Go ahead, Dom. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be spiteful because they were robbed. I'm going with Party Animals. Uh, they're currently running a Twitch drop campaign, and if you log in every day right now, you get some of their premium currency as like... Uh, uh, thing for being in the awards. Yod. I gotta go back to Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> yeah, welcome back, by the way. I, yes, I restarted my account, so I can't wait to get some time to get back into it. But yeah, because they, they've got a call back your friends program as well, where you can invite your friends that aren't active right now back, and you both get a little something for it. So a little something, something. Let us know who gave the best recommendation in the comments below. And then we've got Torchwick coming up live. Chat, don't go anywhere. How are you, Torch? I'm good. How are you? I'm 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 well. Welcome back. Welcome back. Are you going back nice. in to Final Fantasy VII? Yeah, we are, and I don't want to hear anything from Yacht about it. 
<laughs> Yod's been giving Torchwick so much shit in our Discord about still being in it's Final a, Fantasy VII. It's a Do you long not know game. how long? I only get to play it once a week for three hours. <laughs> Do you not know how long my dude played Vagrant Story? Like, <laughs> <laughs> we never finished Final Fantasy Tactics. No, you didn't. <laughs> Wait, what? How did you not finish tactics? Oh. Because it took too long. <laughs> I told you, Dragoons, you're done. <laughs> so, yes, Torchwick and Bully added again in Final Fantasy VII. Your, your, your mother's cheering at the mention of Bully. <laughs> Please pop into the stream live to bully him in real time. Mm. <laughs> When when Damina uh, and I were dating, I bought her a PlayStation One, um, or she bought one. I don't remember which, but I lent her Final Fantasy VII. She had never like really played video games much at all prior to that, and uh, and she thought Red Thirteen was a bull, so she <laughs> named him Bully because like she she the cardinal sin right is you got to play an RPG at least once through with the character names left alone, so you know who's who is who. When you're talking to other people. No. Right. She named Cloud Mike. She named Red 13 Bully because she thought he was a bull. I was like, you know he's not a bull, right? She's like, what? He looks like a bull. And I'm like, everybody looks like a bull. It's PlayStation 1. Like, <laughs> <laughs> They all look like a big cube with a face. <laughs> but So yeah, Bully. Chat, don't go anywhere. Bully and Torchwick will be at it again in just a few minutes. <laughs> Give us a, a minute or two to go dark and reset everything. Of course, we'll be back next week with the last episode of Gaming Gumbo for 2023. Until then, Yod, where can everybody find you? Uh, Yod Artworks on the socials and otakudomcomic.com where I'm doing my webcomic. So Check it out. Check, check it, it out. out. Releases every Friday. Dom? Uh, you can find me down here at... Uh, it's sister. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there at Magic Man One, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio. You'll know every time we're going live with a podcast, a stream, or we're just hanging out playing some Final Fantasy TCG. Stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. Really? Maybe.